Hey everyone, welcome back to the IWP Network, or if it's your first time, welcome hanging out with us. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, and feedback is always welcome. So make sure to check the links below for all social media links, audio and video versions of this show, and merch. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing that feedback, and enjoy the show. We're back. Episode. I always, I don't know why I always say episode because I never remember the number anyway. I think it's like 96. 95. 95. Thank you. Uh, episode. This is actually the first episode number where we have a guest on. Before we, we, we separated the guests to their own thing, but we, we got rid of that. That's a, that's a whole new thing. We're on a new chapter. Um, for the people listening to audio, if you, you know my voice, the host Anthony, I'm here with my co host Brian. We have Alex, uh, who's, who's jumps in and out with us here. Um, from the High Tension Network and uh, one of the one of the, the minds behind Camp Leafrog. You want to say hi? Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. And our guest, Weapon X, Matt Mikowski. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for and doing Matt, this. That is actually, I'm so sorry, Tony. Matt, that is actually my first question. Weapon X, Wolverine, Brian Dawkins, both or neither? <laughs> uh, Wolverine. <laughs> okay. Thank God. All right. Uh, actually, I, for, how, for how much I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles, I, I will give Brian Dawkins his due. Due is an animal. One of the best German suplexes the NFL ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get started, I want to see a quick thank you right over Brian's shoulder there. Uh, Abaddon Tattoo Studio, unique professional experience nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. They provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, professional, and sterile environment. Uh, the links are below that you can go follow them on social medias, uh, book appointments. They do a fantastic job. I personally have been tattooed there. there. There's not one person in that shop who does a bad like You know when you go to tattoo shops every now and then? It's like that guy's tattooing me, and that guy's not. They're, they don't have that there. Everyone there is insanely talented, very very nice people, and they're very uh, thankful for them for uh, sponsoring us and and supporting this channel. Um, but yeah, so we're here with Matt. All his links are below as well. You can follow him. On. We're, we're going to get everything. But the Twitch is down there. The brand new merch page, which I know I ordered immediately. Uh, actually, it worked out great. I messaged you and I was like, when when can someone get merch? And you're like, <laughs> funny you ask, in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Instagram and also Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So, so we're going to dive straight in here. And uh, sorry, I'm pouring a beer as we go. I can't podcast without at least one going on here. Um, so growing up, when, when this is the, I guess, the typical podcast question, the softball, when did you become a wrestling fan? Has it always been there? Was it something you, uh, you dove into later? Oh, man. Um, if I could think all the way back, I used to live in, uh, like, we used to have one of these, like, big satellites that would act like physically turn you know uh, right. and like it'd be like my channels were like f and then a number and then like <laughs> d and then an i don't know th th this is like very young but uh was this I tv like, or battleship <laughs> yeah you know, i don't know but uh, it was like i feel like i remember like 
finding like an EC like old ECW at one point on one of these channels and seeing that. But um, uh, and then like I think my a friend of mine. This is like again early elementary school was getting SummerSlam. I think it was Undertaker versus uh Giant Gonzalez. Oh boy. Um well the rest in peace match. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And like I remember having to kind of ask my parents if, I, if that was okay because I, I wasn't, you know, I, it was like I don't know, I don't know if they were into wrestling or whatever. But anyway, they let me go and I had a good time. Um but yeah, I, I, growing up, I guess when I was really into it, like mid nineties, I was like Brett, you know, I was a Bret Hart Undertaker guy. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe a lot of kids during that era. And uh, well, my brother was a Shawn Michaels. We had like, you know, we were your, like your rival. Brother, your, your brother's a smart man. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I had my own like. We had our own little neighborhood. Like, it wasn't backyard wrestling, but it basically was like my version of backyard wrestling. It was like more like living room wrestling. Yeah. Uh, there's tapes. I haven't I haven't put any of this stuff out, but I, I have I have like old VHS tapes of me doing like wrestling when I was like 12 years old. I want to give 10. a quick shout out. Some of the uh, the information I heard about you just I went and listened to like different interviews with you, and I think you get you have a great time on the uh, the the brother love. The, the brotherly yeah. love show they, they do a great yeah. job so definitely give that, that that podcast a shout out but they said that definitely have to make a patreon of all your uh living room wrestling matches oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah oh because later it, it, in high school it evolved into like uh like a fight club we had like uh <laughs> uh i don't know like that makes sense yeah <laughs> like nobody let's just say let's just get this out of the way nobody ever got hurt but we were like we would we put we wouldn't ounce, talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we put sixteen ounce boxing gloves on, and I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. God bless my mother. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it just, uh, there's video of that too, so uh, I don't know. Where, yeah, where one day this stuff up? will come out. Where What's did you that? grow up? Like where where were you raised? Like uh, like uh, Berks County, Berks County, um, Pennsylvania. Right with with Mr. Alex here. Yeah, Alex. Right. Alex was friends with my brother. They they were uh, <laughs> Alex a little. Alex is a little younger than me. My brother's uh, was two two grades older. So I've known Alex for a long time. Alex, you play yeah. you play football too? I did. I played uh, for Lincoln Park. Yeah, we put. I think we might have played probably together. Did, yeah, at some I think point. we did because I was. I guess I was a size up, so I wasn't with the kids my age. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. also even though I was in uh whatever grade i was like a little bit younger so i was okay. a, i was below everybody that was like in my grade but yeah we um, probably played together as well. yeah yeah so uh <laughs> it's so crazy then i didn't like and then just um Did i you... think i saw you at a ppw is that correct mm -hmm. yeah i remember your brother reached out to me and was telling me that you were training for wrestling yeah and yeah he's like oh that's wild because like you do wrestling i'm like yeah ppw and then <laughs> when when i heard some chikara guys were showing up to do the rumble yeah. i was like oh i wonder if match here that'd be cool that's and, funny yeah did you guys um, ever link up in the living room and all these these old school these old school no brawls? i don't think alex is well, part of that how were you uh i don't know you... if i was part of that but i remember getting uh a little beat up by you when we were playing sega genesis in your living room oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit it was cool. did you catch right, one of the first arm bars I might have. <laughs> you beat him in, you beat him in uh in like old school madden or that something was, that, yeah that wasn't even till like college but like we were like so my friends were into in high school my my friends were into like traditional martial arts, like Kung Fu. And, um, and they were into the UFC and, uh, uh it was like 
my two buddies and then like there was one other kid at school that like followed the ufc and this was like the kids that knew what mma was in my grade at least mm-hmm. and um we would watch the you know it was back in the day when it was only on pay-per-view five maybe six times a year mm-hmm. um and it was always a big deal it's like ufc's on tonight man you coming over blah 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 and uh we, we would get it in my buddy's basement and uh I was just a huge fan and uh, we, we would like study. I think my buddy had like a Gracie book and we would try to do the moves out of the Gracie book or whatever. And then I think this is kind of how the, the fight club thing kind of started <laughs> and like all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. And then like, I don't know. I, uh, you know, had to go to, I was going to college and they're like, you got to pick, you got to pick a, a major and I'm like, we, we used to make movies too with my buddies. And um, I was like, all right, well, I, I like that. And and like Temple had a good film and media arts program. So I went to Temple, but I, I really, I, I don't, I'm not really ashamed to admit this or anything. As I was looking for colleges to apply to, I was also looking for MMA gyms in the, in the region. So I was really kind of just scouting where the MMA gyms were. And luckily there was some stuff in Philly. And so Temple was a perfect fit. And uh, as soon as I left for uh, college, I, I signed up at the MMA gym like th- that week. Yeah. Um, so that kind of happened. It was just, just coming out of high school. That was also something I wanted to maybe pursue or start. Um, I've just always been a pretty uh, competitive person. I, I did wrestle amateur wrestle when I was very young but uh i was mostly a football guy uh up until you know until you know i played all through senior basically from peewee to senior year like 10 years of position um when i in my youth i was a quarterback and a running back i was like pretty fast i was like the one of the fastest kids on the team and then i don't know i think i like went through like a little bit of a like a chunky phase or whatever and uh uh and also i think they just needed somebody but they put me on the line in like junior high and I, I and I wasn't very I wasn't that bi- that big I was probably the smallest guy on the line but I was decent at it so I played center um and I, I kind of just stuck with it like I probably in high school once high school rolled around I probably could have like went with another position or whatever but I kind of was just like I don't know this is what I like this is what I'm doing uh I don't really had didn't have a huge desire to like carry the ball or anything um I played defense too. I played. I was an outside linebacker. That was probably like more, kind of like what I really enjoyed. But um, you know, being being in the right in the middle of everything, you get to as a lineman was was fun for me too. Just it's a very uh, you know very physical role there. Um, yeah, and what so somebody that me and Alex went to high school has a as a has a foot uh, a super bowl ring um oh, yeah chad, chad henny chad, chad yeah. henny got won the super bowl last year with the chiefs he yeah lo- lo- lost this year unfortunately but um he was a big, uh, he was a big yeah, deal so i was, big I was center and yeah. chad was the quarterback my senior year i was the center and chad chad henny was the quarterback <laughs> i remember even though i lived on the one side of town i still went to uh central and mm. that's where chad went and yeah. uh i remember we were in eighth grade and he was still he was already playing for the high school yeah, yeah, he was already like six foot three or whatever, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a <laughs> my aunt and it's uncle live in the small Reading world area. too. Yeah, it's such a small world because Mount Carmel, Pennsylvania, which is where Tony Deppin's from, I believe. Yeah, uh, is where Brett Veach, the general manager of the Chiefs, is from. 
Also, oh, wow. also Hen- <laughs> Henry Hynoski, who went to, I believe, Mount Carmel and has a Super Bowl. Or no, he went to he went to somewhere in Pennsylvania. North Henry, Schuylkill, Hen- I believe. Henry, yeah, and he actually has a ring with uh, the Giants. Damn. Yeah, but I, I'm in the same boat as you. I was a diehard wrestling fan. I loved it, but I was strictly WWE. I was one of those people now in, in like the one Wednesday Night Wars. Like you pick a side, you don't watch the other one, you hate it. I don't know. I was young and stupid. And if you're that fan right now, don't be that person because you're gonna miss out on a lot of cool stuff later yeah. on. Um, but NXT is good, nerds. Yeah, you nerds. <laughs> uh, no, but the uh, I, I I was strictly WWE. I would only watch that. And then um, I went to my I went to a, a my cousin. He was older and he had a party. And uh, I I was just like. I'm here. This is awesome. I'm with the older kids. And they rented Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz 1. Oh, wow. And I fell in love. I was like, this is the coolest nice. thing ever. And then I was like, I'm done with WWE. This is my new thing. <laughs> I probably love- didn't heard it was Ken Shamrock, right? It was yeah, it was a good transition yeah. for me. But uh, I, I just became obsessed then. So I remember just following UFC all from then on. And that was like UFC, what, 42 or something? It was real. Yeah. It didn't I'm, even break I'm 50. Sh- I'm going to show my age here. The first UFC I saw was like six, I think. Nice. It, was, it was Tank Abbott's debut. Ah. He lost to Oleg Tektarov in the finals because it was in a high altitude and he just ran out of gas. Yep. Oh. Yeah. But uh, so I, I then I, I was the I was the go to hub for like every pay-per-view. Like I would get every one. We'd have huge, huge parties. OK. But yeah, I, I fell in love with MMA and then uh, came back to wrestling the year. Everyone's like, you got to come back to wrestling. Got to come back. There's this guy, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. You're going to love because they're the old school <laughs> guys. So I came back at Rumble and they disappeared. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was I came in right when they left. So and but I've yeah. been there ever since, and I just I found a new love for wrestling. And it's funny because I don't watch as much MMA as I probably should, but I'm I'm just I, I I'm consuming all things wrestling, and it's like I'm I'm happy to be back. And now I'm really diving into the indie scene. I'm like this is beautiful. Like it's such a cool experience. Yeah. So uh, getting into your college years, now you're you're starting to train. What what uh, what school did you end up going to for MMA? Um, it was a school at the time. It was called Philly MMA, and uh, it, it but it was one of the only gyms in the area that was teaching both Muay Thai and uh, basically Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some schools that would do one or the other, um, but I really feel like at the time, this was two thousand four. So MMA is still very it's it's still like considered. Uh, it's like NHB. It's only legal in like two states still. It's like Nevada and New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. And that's it. And um, you know, it, so it's 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 very much in its infancy. So the the guy I, I was training with was really I feel like a pioneer in the region for um, you know, MMA gyms. Um, and so I I picked up both you know striking and and grappling uh, at the same spot and. Uh, it, it kind of just kind of just went from there. I was trying to even think who was around like back then, like Carmelo Moreros from oh. Philly, Eddie Alvarez. Oh, like so there you team. go. That that was who I when I think one of the first times I walked into the gym, it was Eddie Alvarez hitting mitts in the in the in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a guy I absolutely uh, looked up to. Um, basically, throughout you know he's not that much older than me, but like still uh, he made, he made he a great like, career for himself. Yeah, he I think he had two pro fights at the time. That's when I like walked into the gym. He was 2 and 0 in his pro career going into his third fight or whatever. And uh you know, he was the man. So like and I loved this style. I followed his whole career. Um like we're acquaintances like he, you know, um if I ever if he ever's in town or whatever, I, I say what's up to him, but like uh 
Yeah, so he's a guy I looked up to. I loved like Chuck Liddell and uh, the Crow Cop. I was like really mm-hmm. into the into the strikers. Um, I was a Rampage fan. That was my go-to. Hell, hell yeah, there you go. But Eddie yeah. Alvarez taught me that when you break your nose, never try to blow your nose. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, unfortunately, hey, he won that fight, though. He, he won, won fight. but he closed his eye. I was like, what happened? Like, he literally, the oh, camera hit, the camera's on him, and he's in the corner. And he just, like, the, right before the camera cuts, he kind of plugs his other nose and uh. blows. And then the camera cuts back, and he's just like the elephant uh. man. And I was like... It's a very Whoa. small world, though. My, his, uh, Eddie Alvarez's mom and my best friend's mom are, uh, are high school friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Eddie's a good dude. Actually, when when Connor... I'm not, not, not bringing up old heat, but when Connor beat him, I remember people were like... Like uh, fans who were just watching because Connor talked them into being fans are like he clowned this dude. I'm like that just goes to show how good Connor striking is because Eddie's no joke. The fact yeah, that Connor yeah. went in and did that is a, is a testament to what he was able to do. Uh, and like I said, st- styles are are really important to him. You can have a guy who's great, but he just he gets mismatched with one style or one technique, and it's a it's a game changer. Eddie's just had so many like legendary uh, wars, like uh, his fights with Chandler and Bellator, mm-hmm. and then a lot of his stuff that he did in Japan was just out of this world. Like uh, uh, Joaquin Hansen, I think it was this, these crazy fights. Um, he just had some insane war. Like he was just known for these crazy wars, and he brought a lot of that to the UFC, where he was like he'd get kind of messed up. Then he'd come back swinging. It was just very, very like Rocky, like Rocky Balboa-esque <laughs> with the whole Philly thing. Fitting, it had yeah. to be, it's like a Philly thing. It's gotta be. Yeah. So you, you end up going, uh, what your what your um, we won't go too, too much in the MMA unless you want to, but you end up finishing at six and two, not a bad career. Um, you fought like the 175, the, uh, 170 pound, uh, 170, 170 pounds. Can't talk right now. There you go. Um, you some it. big names, Joe Schilling, uh, Nick Sarah. We talked a little bit off camera about, um, I will say this, it, it, we we talked. Obviously, the the camera shows that he didn't get up from a butt scoot. Yeah. But, but I'm 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 here to say on record right now in front of everybody, it was the leg kicks. You you <laughs> you damaged him to the point he couldn't stand. It wasn't he Thank quit. You. It was Appreciate the damage that, you put yeah. on him. Exactly. Um, you got a rampage reference there from from Ken Armaro during that when you slammed him from the yeah I, I I yeah he uh, he went for an armbar. I I kind of gave him a bit of a slam. Uh, he he was in the guard, so I couldn't really pick him up like too high but i feel like i got him up a decent amount um i thought that was really cool um watching that and then i put that in our group chat look (laughs) the look on your face when you realize you're like oh shit when it went down like that i thought when i what you mean when i won yeah yeah when you when you won (laughs) like the look on your face was priceless well yeah i mean i still like i did that probably every uh one of my fights like i like as soon as that cage door closed i wanted to get the hell out of there like i <laughs> and and i mean like just like finish this and get and be done and or like i don't know there there might be some other things like uh just whatever like the the nerves and like self doubt but I, I i was surprised like i was like yes i did it like you know like like anytime uh it's funny you say yeah. that because from that fight, uh, obviously, uh, unfortunately, you, you, the next fight you you got your first loss, uh, yeah, tap out. But every fight after that, you didn't get out there very quick. Uh, every fight went to decision. Well, so you- <laughs> yeah, so exactly, it was like the curse. I think I've seen this in. I I feel like there's a uh, a recurring theme here where somebody. It's usually after a KO or something. Like it happened with Eddie uh, to bring him back up. Uh, he, 
he was he ripped through everybody and i think around his like ninth or tenth fight he gets knocked out i think in like bodog or something and so. uh and then his very next fight is a decision uh he wins but he wins a decision after you know plowing through like his whole career finishing everyone um so i don't know if something happened there like just mentally like also my, my the competition uh definitely uh went up to to a degree uh that the fight like i got a big opportunity after sarah to fight uh, a main card i was on showtime um you know, against a, a guy who was nine and one, his only loss to was like a was to a former WEC champion. Uh, you know, I'm three and zero. Oh. We talked earlier about how uh, this was very early in my career. I was a blue belt when I fought Nick Sarah, uh, which by the way, basically his, his jujitsu is is top notch. Obviously, where he trains, he's a he was a black belt going in against a blue belt. He had you yeah. double hooks. He had your back. Uh, at one point, he went for you. Literally defended every submission as perfect as you possibly could have to yeah. get through that fight. And I personally think too. And I told you off camera. I think you, 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 you got in his head. I think he's like, I, I, I'm coming here against a blue belt. I guarantee, if I it, like, I have double hooks on him. I'm going to take his neck. It's the fight's going to be over. And you got out of it and just put a pace on him that he couldn't handle to the point where and then landed really good body shots, really good leg kicks. Like you put more on him than he was expecting. I, I think he might have yeah. even been overlooking you. But I mean, to, if you have a Sarah. Riding you like a backpack, have double hooks in your legs. Not many people are gonna stay that calm in that situation and not get their yeah, neck taken. It was definitely like an oh shit moment, but the whole camp was like, the whole training camp was uh, submission defense, starting in those positions. Yeah. You know, it paid starting off. with people on my back, whatever. Starting with me mounted, all that kind of stuff. You know, it was all just like. Let's put you in the worst spots that you're. This guy is potentially going to put you, and and then you got to fight out of it. So yeah. definitely the 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 training camp for that like definitely paid off and, and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I fight like a I, I fight a, a a badass, you know, and I, and I I I was I feel like I I remember not being able to pick my hands up to my face before that fight even started. Like I, I was so nervous. Um, I just, I, you know, I probably had had lost before the bell even rung, kind of thing, and, you know. And even like, no, no, no offense to your living room Fight Club, but <laughs> you're, not, you're not, you're not somebody that grew up in a wrestling mat or on a wrestling mat or in a, a jujitsu gym. You're, sure. you're somebody like was an athlete for sure, but this yeah. is something you started in college, right? Yeah. Well, yep, pretty much. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know what Eric's. Uh, experience the guy I lost to was but so anyway that was a pretty big setback like pretty disappointed um i i get a good my yeah my next fight is a decision um one of my better fights though if you watch it it's like uh i start to i start to really turn things around and start to really put things together the and guy like the I guy start... who beat you eric ended up fitting his his career is technically 10 and 3 so he he's not yeah. he's not a he's not a pushover no uh, he both I always, I mean, I don't, I don't talk about this a lot because it's like whatever. But I've obviously thought about it. It's my life. It's my, it was my career. Both guys I lost to the combined records of the guys I lost to were, uh, like fifteen and one when I fought them. Like Eric was nine and one, and the other guy I lost to in Bellator was five and zero oh with five knockouts. And uh, I, I went went to a decision with him, and uh, that was the beginning of the my a lot of the injuries and stuff that eventually led to my uh basically retiring from mma competition mm -hmm. um so uh 
I, I'm I am for what I the amount of time I was fighting and what I accomplished in that time. I'm always I always say I'm very proud of of what I did. You know, I, I absolutely I was maybe you know lucky uh, to have some certain connections to be able to get into Elite XC and then and then Bellator. You know, I fought on Bellator two, yeah. the second Bellator mm -hmm. ever, awesome. uh, and then like Bellator eleven or whatever it was, and. Um, uh, and 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 to get to get wins in those in those companies, you know, like it, it definitely, obviously, fast forwarding all the way to now, definitely helps give me some legitimacy when it comes to professional wrestling and 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 whatnot. That I'm not just some guy that did MMA for a few years or whatever. Absolutely, just uh, I, fought, in I fought gym, in some man. of, yeah, I fought in some top uh, top companies. I was successful in those in those companies, um, you know, and uh, I'm not. I it's it's as much as like people say it's not a gimmick or whatever it's like i uh you know i have i have a i got my black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu in, in in 2015 i've been training you know jiu-jitsu and 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 muay thai since uh 2004 you know and i and i pretty much continue to do that um today so when it comes to the transition between MMA to professional wrestling, I feel like the professional wrestling the professional wrestling world is open arms accepting to people from the MMA world, but if you try to cross over the other direction, it's not as accepting. I, I feel like they <laughs> they take themselves a little too seriously. They say get, get out of here, unless you're obviously like Brock Lesnar or uh, or, or Bobby Lashley. Well, even just... even Brock Lesnar had uh, Heath Herring apparently. Thought this was just going to be some joke fight. He didn't realize Brock Lesnar was a NCAA champion. Yeah, yeah, how could he? How he had to have known that Brock was a, a NCAA champ, though. Yeah. Um, if he didn't, he's a fool. But uh, I, I think I really I think the only issue with the crossovers was CM Punk because yeah, um, I agree. CM Punk just had it was just something he wanted to do. He had mm -hmm. no, you know, Bobby Lashley, legitimate a amateur background, a freaking tank of a man you know person like he's just um and then uh jake hager, jake hager also yeah. has collegiate mm -hmm. collegiate experience um, we can go back even further you have frank shamrock you have dan severin uh they, they were both guys who did both ken yeah, was a pro yeah. wrestler ken was a pro wrestler before he was at m well before there was really mma to do yeah really uh, uh yeah if you go back to like 1989 1990 he was vince torelli oh wow yeah. okay but, yeah, I didn't know that. But when, since we're talking about, you know, not, not only did you accomplish what you accomplished with the promotions you had, you got your you got your fights called by Frank Shamrock and Marl. Yeah, I, that's, that's something I'm always pretty proud of too. Like, yeah. uh, it's um, we were talking about our opinions of Marl earlier, <laughs> I, but this is so funny. The I actual, love I love Marl. Actually, I, Matt, I, the uh, the the video chat here is set up uh, to the camera left is the pro Marl section, and over here. <laughs> It's the anti moral section. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's yeah, it's all good. Everyone's got their um <laughs> you know, everyone's got their opinions and stuff. But yeah, I, I'm a huge uh moral. I love them in MMA, yeah. I yeah. love them in MMA. <laughs> Your, his argument is like Mar the guy who can jump off the top of the cage and he pops, but he also pops the same way for an elbow drop, you know. Oh okay. and, and I think that lends better to MMA where like any punch could end the fight. Yes. Where I, like, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But it, it, like you said, to each their own, but yeah. I, it's a running gag on this show that yeah. that when everybody was loving Mara, I was like, Ugh. I love me a good Mama Mia. That was yeah. just my. <laughs> well, he, you, as you're beating uh, uh, Sarah up, he he's like, Sarah's an, uh, he's obsessed with Lord of the Rings, and right now he could use some help. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did say something like that. I remember that. <laughs> 
um, what's yeah. it? Was it Bugenhagen? What he's doing? Or who's the one that did that? that he did the he's impression like, yeah, of Marlo. He could use some of that mystical energy now. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Well, Brian, who's the guy that did the great impression of Marlo in NXT? Oh, it was uh, Mansoor. Mansoor, uh, yeah. Mansoor did a uh... Johnny Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yeah, so the biggest upset since Mclemore won Best New Artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he loves his hip hop references. Uh, if you are in the chat right now, live, uh, type in there if you have a question for Matt or if you're a fan or you have a question that you never got a chance to ask we're live right now baby so if you want to if you want to put something in there you can also do that um and share this if you're watching help us out let people know we're going um so your transition your 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 injuries and some other things going on mma is a tough man a tough world man like they're the weight cuts and like you got to dedicate yourself and a lot of people realize like you're you're wrestling for bellator and you're fighting for bellator and these big companies but it's not enough to pay the bills and also you know keep keep a 40 hour week job and train at that level because you're when you're in that company you're fighting top level guys you are pulling words out of my mouth i mean uh it's uh, yeah i mean the short story i always give people is like um you know financially physically and like mentally it just wasn't worth it anymore yeah um for basically a lot of the reasons you just you just said and and, and it's absolutely one of the most grueling um careers or sports to to participate in and and uh, yeah you also hit a nail on the head with the with the weight cutting i mean um it's just a whole nother uh, that's a whole nother thing in itself like just uh, constantly uh dieting and um just feeling guilty eating any you know anything and then like and then the actual weight cut itself let alone how difficult that is but also how how potentially uh unhealthy that is for you to to do repeatedly and i didn't even cut like a whole lot i was about to ask uh, you think, you fought at 170 but where where would you walk around at um i mean i i'll tell people that like before my last fight i was i was two i can't remember how far out i think it was two no it was a uh, maybe 10 weeks out i was 205 um which is on the bigger side for me um and then just through diet and doing lots of cardio, I would get to like 185 over the course of like eight Jesus. weeks. And did you all. wrestle it? I know you're a football player. Did you wrestle it all in high school? Not, not in high school. No, I, I feel like as a youth. And, and you would know this obviously better than any of us here. Don't the wrestlers have, because they're so used to it, have a little leg up on the, the weight cut? Because uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's becomes a... Uh, well now, yeah. At this point, I think everybody's doing it. So yeah, yeah it becomes like second, or they kind of know what's up, and they it's just part of the grind, basically. But um, so walked around a two hundred, then through training and dieting during the training process, you would get down to one eighty five. Then the, yeah, the, the night or two before stuff. the fight, you'd have to then cut down to one seventy. Yeah, we would do some stuff with like uh, water. Like I would drink two gallons of water. Uh, a day for I can't remember the schedule and the actual thing, but there's a there's a bunch of uh, and this is I think some you know some high level camps probably have this kind of stuff down to a science, but for at least for their fighter because everybody's different too. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, the water thing would like basically it makes you go to the bathroom a lot and it basically pulls all the nutrients out of your body and, they, and then helps you lose weight that way. Um, and then so. By the time I'd get into the sauna, I'd maybe be like 180, 179, and uh, I'd have to sweat like eight pounds because uh, most, <laughs> most athletic most athletic commissions allow one pound allowance. So I could, as long as I was under 171 on the scale, I was good. Um, but yeah, then I I, I would uh, put 
this stuff called Albaline, I think it was called, which is like a makeup remover or, or something. I can't remember. But it was like this. It's basically like Vaseline. I'd cover my body in it <laughs> and then uh, sit in the sauna. I'd, I'd bring in a uh, a credit card or like a any type of plastic thing. And when the when the sweat would bead, you, you'd scrape it off. Uh, the 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 albaline stuff was to basically like clog the pores so and make your body get hot. It doesn't suck the water back in. Like well, Adeline or something like that? I think that's what they used to stop cuts with boxers or nose mm, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. It was something that was just like basically to like make you sweat. It, it just made you start to sweat a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, and then um, and then I would just – you would just scrape, you know. Somebody would be in there like scraping like or like scraping the sweat off my back, you know. <laughs> it's just like – it's just a – it was just like a – you Imagine know. that's your job. What do you do? I'm the sweat scraper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweat scraper. People, there's other crazy things now. Like people oh, sure. are able to do it in, uh, in hot tubs because you sweat in a hot in the in the hot tub. But um, I don't know. There's all these different methods. It's insane what uh, they go through. It's just probably really not doing that over a, a long term. Is just I don't think it's good for your kidneys or or anything. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. being dehydrated like that is not good for your brain or any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so transitioning from the MMA world over into wrestling, uh, what what how did what did, what did your your ignite for pro wrestling love come back and then uh, or did it ever leave the whole time and then what was the first school you found? Yeah, it's definitely kind of like I don't know. I think I fell off like around the tail end of like the attitude era or whatever mm-hmm. i just um mid to in the mid 2000s um hey uh so i'm in philly and a uh photographer uh for chikara was dating somebody from my mma gym and um i think it was king king of trios was going on and uh i i think he invited me knew i was like interested in wrestling a little bit or something um, so I, I went along and I, I had not really been exposed to the independence at this point. So I, I only knew like WWE, maybe TNA. Um, and oh my God, this, this, uh, it was like, I think it might've been night two. I don't remember, but you know, so my first experience of indie wrestling is like the young bucks, Kota Ibushi, El Generico, oh, oh, baby. you know, the, <laughs> the call, co- the colony, uh, whoever else, um, my mind was blown. I was just like, I can't believe this is the thing. I can't, you know, this is incredible. Um, I didn't realize wrestling could be this, this like this. And uh, I just, I fell in love with, with uh, wrestling again. We, I started following, like I started watching TNA cause it was more similar to what I had seen. Like at Chikara, the, the WWE product really just didn't, the in ring product just really didn't interest me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, TNA had like the X division, you got like amazing red and, and, and whoever, all those mm-hmm. kind of guys that were just like, uh, kind of tearing it up. So, uh, just became a huge Chikara fan. I, I, any of the shows they did have locally, I would go to, uh, I would try to go to at least one King of Trio show a year. If it was like an Easton or anything like that. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, it was always something I like considered. I was still I stopped fighting in 2010, so the overlap there's a little bit of overlap there. But um, I remember going to like the Wrestle Factory website in the early like late 20 early 2010s or something, and like just kind of clicking around and this kind of looking like, hey, what's this? You know, it's looking at how much it costs, when's the schedule, blah blah blah. Anyway, I just there's kind of a wide gap here. I. I, I Fast forward to 2016, uh, the Wrestle Factory is running like open workshops, like 
free workshops to come try out a class or whatever. It was like basically see, see if you like this. Like literally nothing to lose. It was like 100% free. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go I'm going to go check this out. That's around the time, correct me if I'm wrong, that they kind of were just relaunching, right? Um, you mean Maybe like after, years after, after, after the, the shutdown thing? Yeah, after the shutdown, after everything. They had been around for like, I think, two, okay. three years. I think shutdown angle was 2013 or 2014. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah. yeah. That was gone for about a year. Kim, Kim uh, well, no, I'll get to that later. But um, anyway, I went to this thing and it was like, it was awesome. I was like, this is, this is cool. This is a lot like, uh, my, you know, there were some similar things to like the jujitsu training I was doing with like, I just like whatever roles and just like uh, stuff I was already kind of good at, you know, and, um, or had, had done a lot of already. Um, and, and these, these free classes were basically just like a feeder into like a paid, uh, like seven week course. And so I was like, yeah, all right, I'll pay like this one-time fee for to, to do this seven-week course. I really enjoyed that. I did the next one, um, and then actually, I took some time off. I had a, I had a bit of an injury. Uh, all right, let's fast forward to 2018, and I'm like, all right, I'm my injury's gone, and I'm I, I dealt with that. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm doing it. I I got enough. I got. I had, you know, I was, I was like, I was kind of depressed. I didn't have a lot going on. Like, uh, my, the stuff, at, a lot of stuff at the gym was kind of like just not going well for me. Um, I wasn't in a great headspace. I needed something for myself. I had been working at this kind of same gym for forever and never really kind of, uh, started my own thing or, or had, you know, I was just kind of floundering yeah. if you will. And, um, and, and man, Pro, pro wrestling really helped help me with that. I, I started and it was just like I had this this new energy, like that I was learning like new things again, and um, yeah, started started training full time at the Wrestle Factory in 2018, and um, it it's pretty much everything has been uh you know everything kind of just stemmed from that. It is uh you know here we are now. It's 20 2021. When you're when you're training um coming from like this MMA background and still training at the gym and stuff. Uh, is there any like habits that you had to unlearn to learn some of the wrestling stuff? Like don't break a joint <laughs> when you're, when you have somebody. <laughs> no, in yeah. No, I was pretty good at that. Like that's, that's people had a gimmick, a submission <laughs> just to go as a, as an instructor, you know, I have to work with a lot of people coming in off the street who don't know anything about jujitsu. And the joke was always like, we have to protect ourselves from them because, people coming off the street don't know any better and they're just trying to like rip your head off. And mm. so we have to like slow them down and like learn to like, Hey, no, this is how you do things, you know? Um, but so I was always good at controlling myself when it came to like, you know, just like sparring friends and things like that. But, um, unlearning things, there were definitely some things with like footwork or, or movement that they would teach at, um, at wrestling that were different than what I ha I was used to. Sure. Um, even some things with the rolls, like the way I was taught to roll in wrestling was like, we kind of go straight over your head and um, go. So you can go in a nice straight line. Right. Um, you know, in, in jujitsu or judo, a lot of times you're going over your shoulder um, almost so that you don't go over your neck or head. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's just like little subtle things like that. But um it wasn't anything where like 
it was a problem. I, I was able usually to adjust. Like if I was at wrestling practice, I could do it the way they wanted me to do it. And if I'm back at jujitsu, I could do, you know, what I was doing there. Um, nothing, now, no, nothing oh, crazy. No, go ahead. When, uh, when you did, I this is jumping back a little bit. I do apologize. When, okay. when you were getting back into this, when you start discovering Chikar and everything, were you drawn to more of the young bucks, like the aerial amazing red types or with that MMA background, were you kind of drawn to the people more like that, more like a, uh, I don't know if you saw him as Drew Gulak, but Drew Gulak or somebody like that for lack of a better. Yeah. Um, no, I was definitely, I was definitely more of a fan of the fast paced, like Lucha style that Chikara brought to the right. table where and and i think a lot of it was the the multi-man matches like these mm -hmm. six-man tags like the three-on-three -three tags or these uh four you know um just uh like four on one-on-one uh, on one-on-one -on -one -on -one matches yeah. uh where there's these you know crazy just like chain of events these waterfall uh you know things happening in the matches were not things i had seen in like on tv in wwe or anything so yeah, that was one of the beautiful oh, yeah. things about Chikara was that they did really incorporate things that unless you're watching AAA or something like that, that you're not going to see any pretty yeah. much anywhere else in America. I, and I, I appreciated the um, the storytelling, the tone of the shows too. I, I'm I'm myself a fairly like lighthearted person. I I, I like the the atmosphere at Chikara. Um, you know, and, and I appreciate the storylines too. I'm like, I'm not like, I wasn't super into comic books, but I do love like the Marvel universe and, uh, you know, I'm really into video games and stuff. So yeah. I do love the, uh, kind of the storytelling that happened at Chikara. Mm -hmm. It was very, you know, there was like time travel at one point, there was like a sacred artifact, the yeah. eye of the eye of tear, mm -hmm. uh, just all this. Well, uh, your, fir your first match was the infinity gauntlet, correct? Yes, uh, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that that that's the first one you have credit here on uh, on Cage Match. Yeah, Snapmare Matt. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> like they and need he, to take that uh, off. <laughs> and even the comedy, and this is something I think Camp Leapfrog does excellently. I know we're jumping ahead, and yeah, yeah. And I'm not just saying this to kiss up to the guy down here, but uh, I think Camp Leapfrog does that excellent. Where uh, the comedy's a gateway. Like the yeah. comedy might draw you in. Oh, you see this funny thing on YouTube. That's how I got started with Chikara. I got started really getting into Chikara watching YouTube videos of Ultramanus Black and Crossbones. And then you like watch some of the matches like, oh, wow, they're doing some good stuff when the bell yeah. rings too. Yeah. yeah. So going into Chikara, obviously, that's that's a style completely than what, what you're normally used to. I'm not sure exactly how depth, how, how much depth you went into at WrestleFactory, but you're, you're going into a more of, of that different style where you're coming from, you're, you're working on your strikes and your submissions and, and you're bringing that character into Chikara. What was that adjustment like? You know, it's I'd have to talk to some of my peers who are around at the same time, but nobody knew I was like an MMA fighter or jujitsu black belt for like months or maybe even a long time. I think what what really happened was one day at practice we did like a shoot wrestling drill, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle now. And then, don't get me wrong, there were some of the, my classmates were like maybe good. Uh, high school wrestlers and stuff too so it's like they weren't like slouches but um i was able to hit like a cool like transition into like an arm bar or something and they were kind of like what's going on here and i was kind of like oh, i'm i'm actually a black belt jiu-jitsu <laughs> <laughs> but like nobody nobody asked like it's weird and I, i'm i'm pretty t i'm a pretty humble like timid guy i'm not gonna be like they saw that i was athletic because i could do some things you know uh like whatever like 
I got like kip ups pretty early, you know, and, and some of the people that had been there had, were still kind of working on it. Um, but uh, yeah, that all didn't come out until for, for a while, just cause like nobody asked and I'm not going to be that guy. That's like, you're very quiet. You keep to yourself a lot. I, I'm not, you know, I, uh, yeah, well, when I was fighting in Bellator, like <laughs> fucking blah, blah, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, kick, if kick somebody, this guy's fucking knee if off, somebody asked me, <laughs> if somebody asked me what was up, I, you know, I talked to him about it. But other than that, you know, I was just kind of like that guy, Matt yeah. for a while, you know, until, until it finally came out. And then I think somebody Googled, like somebody Googled me or something and found like photos or videos of some fights and yeah. stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I also just in my own brain like thought it'd be interesting to have an MMA guy at Chikara. Like, uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought the juxtaposition of like, and th- this is eventually kind of what happened. Uh, who knows? Like, the, I'll, I'll I think I could say this. Like, my my me and my wife had a joke where she's like, you know, you're gonna be a seahorse, right? You're gonna end up being a seahorse. <laughs> like that's the joke. You're the it's egg like, man. Are like, you gonna like be Taker. a seahorse? Yeah. You know, it's like we. I was like so hoping I wasn't gonna be a seahorse. Um, because <laughs> like, look, there's been some stuff recently where like people are like, I didn't choose this gimmick, and I'm gonna do this, that, and the other thing, and and I understand yeah. like, um, you know, we, we, we were very much the students at the factory were very much kind of cast into a role that was maybe needed or um, that that Mike had in mind. Um, and, you know, you were kind of given your uh, your gimmick or whatever. Who, to, who to, all to, who all was in your class and are you still close with them now? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so this gets kind of gets into like the crucible angle. I was going to bring is, it up. Do you think that might have yeah. been why they kind of kept you? Well, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's true. That, that like, uh, I, I don't know if anyone would ever admit this or anything, but it's just like, it seemed like that whole thing was like built for me or not, 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 not maybe <laughs> yeah. not specifically for me, but like, it was like, all right, the timing is right. We got this guy and this guy and this guy, and we got Matt. He's an MMA guy. Like, this is going to work. Um, because I don't know from, from what I understand we always joked about how the storylines that Chikara worked and like there's this giant notebook or there's this big poster board with all these pins <laughs> imagine in the it. Pepe and, Sylvia scene from it's always sunny in Philadelphia exactly exactly <laughs> and uh yeah I, I don't know this one just kind of fit the, I, I I always heard that the crucible kind of angle was kind of on the burner and ready to get put out there somehow I don't know but yeah, it was like me and Devantes, um, Jet Jagori, as he's known now, um, Xavier Faraday, um, uh, Akbar, who's actually in Singapore right now. He's like a, he's like a uh, he's he was a guy that was in my first match when I at, yeah. uh, in Chicago. We wrestled the Colony. Me, uh, Matt DeMorest, and um, and uh, Akbar. Uh, Tunku Amir was his name. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Tunku Tunku's in Singapore, and he's like he's got like thirty thousand Instagram followers now, or something. He's like a, <laughs> like a fitness. He started, God. Yes, he started a fitness Instagram page, and it like the blew up. Faster. That's what yes, yes. <laughs> now if he ever comes back, he's gonna be Akbar the influencer. That's gonna be a Akbar yeah. the influencer. 
he blew up in Singapore. So, I mean, good for him. I think he's making a living doing that stuff. But um, Matt DeMorris is another guy who's like super humble, really quiet. Uh, you know, he's, uh, for l- lack of a better term, like a, a backyard wrestling legend. And um, he, you know, he can't, he just showed up at the factory one day and he's able to, he's like a bigger guy and he was kind of maybe bigger when he started training. Uh, and he's doing like full kip ups off his back and stuff. And we're like, what is going on? This guy's insane. <laughs> and, uh, you know, lo and behold, he can do like whatever spiral taps or whatever the hell they're called, 450s. He can do all this stuff. Um, you know, he, he's amazing. I always called him like a, you know, he's like a whatever, like a, a, a 280 pound, like Alex Zane or something. He's just, <laughs> he's insane. Um, but he's a guy that I really, uh, like, you know, looked up to. to we, we, I got to tag with him a lot. Um, a lot of the creativity you see is just like I was trying to like kind of keep up with with him because he was um, he he's known for like just I, I don't know if he created moves or whatever. He's just like a lot of guys watch backyard tapes and they see Matt and they and they take from him. Um, like a lot of guys that are on the you know in WWE or New Japan and stuff um, will will kind of go back and watch some of his old stuff. Um, but yeah, I still t- I still keep in touch with all those guys. Um, we're all pretty close, you know. A lot of the stuff that that did go down at at Chikara brought a lot of us like kind of closer together, even. Um, and then even now with Leapfrog, it's another it's an opportunity to uh, um, kind of s- stay close. We get to we get to work with each other still and um, get to see each other every couple months and stuff. So. Um, that's been really great. Yeah. So you you're f- just kind of to dive into that a little bit. So you're 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 getting your feet underneath you. You're, you're you feel like you're getting comfortable in the ring. You're at Chikara, which I mean, there's people who uh, listen to interviews and they're like, man, I I would dream to be at Chikara. Like that's our place. And then you you, you find up you end up getting in there. You're you're making a name for yourself. Everything's going pretty well. Uh, Chikara is about to start a whole new, I believe, the arcade program where they're going to do yeah, more yeah. there, and that's going to bring a lot of new guys in and 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 start careers and do that. And then unfortunately, everything that went down there uh not so much diving into what happened but from from your perspective you're 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 now like you have to start over you know it's it's kind of like it's gone what what is the rebuilding process and and how did that come about and how did you how did you enter that next phase of your career um yeah so kind of tying into like what we talked about earlier with the gimmicks and stuff is you know i i was basically uh myself um in chikara you know, I was using my my regular name, and I was basically a guy. I was in this fight club, but um, you know, I was an MMA guy. That it was basically me. You know, maybe there was some definitely some tweaks there with the Crucible storyline and whatnot. But so when, I mean, when uh, when when everything happened with Chikara, it, it, I don't know. It it, it almost. It's possible, and again, I, I don't, I don't want to rub any feathers the wrong way, but like, um, it's possible that was a blessing in disguise for me. Uh, it, who knows? Because, uh, you know, the state of I now could, I, with the little bit of push that I was uh, given at, at Chikara, I could just kind of take that and 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 run with it. Um, and and don't get me wrong, I had already while Chikara was up, still I was. I had done Bloodsport. I was mm-hmm. in Beyond. I, I mean, uh, Pizza Party, right? Yeah, I, I, I accomplished uh, like a lot of my goals real early. Like, I wanted to wrestle at Beyond. I wanted to 
get in Bloodsport. And I think within six months, I had done those two things. Um, and it beyond wrestling was running a weekly, you know, show on IWTV. They were running a, they had a discovery gauntlet, uh, which was basically a showcase for like new talent. And I, you know, I got, I got picked to do that. So I was like incredibly lucky, um, for that. And then the, the blood sport thing was, um, a lot of that was because Ophidian was working at GCW at the time and, uh, got, you know, I got to meet, um, the, the promoter at, at GCW and and sent I was I was posting video I, I made a highlight I don't know if you know maybe Josh saw my highlight too a lot of the footage of the crucible which was like shoot style um mm-hmm. type of matches uh which of course with no ropes you know which is exactly mm-hmm. what what blood sport is and um so I feel like I was a, a, a perfect fit there uh you know as far as in-ring style and uh it goes you know I was a very you know I, I'm still working on becoming a, you know, a name with on the independence, but I was basically a, you know, a nobody at, at that point. Um, yeah. And, and even though you don't try to consciously flaunt it, it your pedigree, I think helps too. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. This, if you look, you can look up, you can look up. On oh YouTube, yeah. The, the fights fighting. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. Like I, I, again, I'm very proud of what we, t- as I said, of what I of accomplished, course. but like, I'm not, um, you know, like Tom Lawler, Matt Riddle, uh, these guys, yeah. Uh, Sh- Shayna Baszler, um, obviously ronda rousey was a world champion um you know i i did a lot i think i i did a lot of great things in a short period of time but like though like a guy like tom who i, I really like look up to um uh you know as uh what are you saying alex you're freaking me out <laughs> Uh, oh, he's reading the chat. He's reading. The I'm chat. sorry. I, I, I was sorry for laughing while you were speaking, but Big Dan is in the comments. He said, "Take your shirts off." <laughs> like Big Dan Champion. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Dan said, uh, "Only 25 percent of that could possibly be good." Yeah, you'd only <laughs> probably want to see this block underneath here with their shirt off. Everybody else, it would just be a nightmare for everybody. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Dan, if you want it. <laughs> but yeah, basically, I what I was getting at is like, Dan. <laughs> I don't. I don't have I don't have like these elite MMA credentials. I do feel like again, uh, I'm I'm when it comes to like mixed martial arts skills, I I am uh you know I'm I'm legitimate or whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that's um, a, that's a sport where course, people yeah. respect the, the game because if you go in there and, and train, and even if you do one or two fights, the fact that you were able to step in that cage, close the door behind you, and literally, and I'm, and I'm not trying to like oversell it here or anything, but like you can not walk out of there the same person you walked in as you can you can get an arm you can get a leg you can you can get choked out you can like i'm not trying to, like yeah. i'm not trying to make it over what it is but you can die like you can like you're you're fighting in there like i know yeah. both guys are there but your 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 overall objective is to incapacitate your opponent you're you're not in there playing games like it, it, yeah. you're you're in there to hurt the other person and i think anyone who's willing to step in that cage and close that door and even if you do it once or you do it a hundred times you demand that respect and you should get that respect and and even beyond that, I, I know you're not like a household name like Sarah or like uh, Tom would have been or Baszler or somebody like that. But if somebody sees you on the card and Google's, oh Matt Mikowski, never heard of him. They're gonna say, yeah, oh this yeah. guy. Not only did he fight, he won seventy five percent of his fights. He was fought yeah. for big big name companies. So I think that does uh, carry a little bit of weight. And then yeah. obviously when you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna kind of step into something here that Tony might want to bring up later. Uh, he was very excited to tell me you were going to be on the show because, like, uh, I every time we reviewed a Leapfrog show, I'm like, if I'm buying stock in a wrestler, I'm buying stock in Matt Mikowski. Then you can deliver the goods when. Thank you. 
when it comes on. Brian, Brian was your first cheerleader on on the podcast. Like, <laughs> I, I, awesome. I I get so overwhelmed with Leapfrog because I watch a show. And because I'm still new to the independent scene, the only things I really experienced were PPW or Outbreak. I then see everybody from all over Philly, New York, New Jersey, all over the place come to Leapfrog. And then by the end of the show, I'm so overwhelmed because there's not a stinker on the car. There's not one person who's like, ah, I'm not going to be a fan of them. Like everyone, you're like, that. Mm. It, it looks like the filming is good time. It looks like everyone there's friendly. It looks like everyone there's having a great time and it translates to the ring. And then the matches are fantastic. And like how you were saying before, it, it could be comedy. It could be serious. It could be, it could be everything. Mm. Like there's, Leapfrog has, for me personally, opened up to new styles of wrestling that I didn't think I was a fan of. Now I want to seek out more. I, I you do get a little, you do get a little bit of everything. Like just that first show, and with, with Matt, he was in the tag match there. For me, it was the or the it might have been a trio. Yeah, it was a yeah, trio. I think. Yeah, the Christmas was, show. No, no, no. The the first camp Leapfrog. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was, and, me and me and Molly and and Travis versus uh, Vita and uh, Oreo Speedwagon. Salt yes. the right. ice. Salt the ice. That's right. Uh, but it, it was something you brought up a little while ago. We talked about even training. It was the transitions. Like, well, those transitions are so good. And then a little bit later, you like have you have all this comedy, you have all these funny interstitials. But then you also have <laughs> you and Travis uh, are well, now, cool together. Now she's going by Edith Surreal and and Cheeseburger, world famous CB. Yeah. Uh, and they do it. You have this funny setup, but they're doing a British rounds match. So yeah, yeah there yeah, is yeah. a lot that's going on there. Mm -hmm. It brings style, like how you were saying, it brings styles and matches out. You're like, you didn't know existed and you want to seek them out. Um, there's there's a match coming up that was that was done in like a pure rule style. And I watched the match and I, I never, I'm being honest, I never really watched pure rule style before. And then I seen it, it happened and I was like, I want to see more of that. And then I researched it and then I'm seeing like another person I'm a fan of who's an ROH who's doing pure rule styles in depth. And I'm like, now I want to go see pure rules match. I like, like, because I was, I left pro wrestling to be an MMA fan and then coming back and seeing people who are MMA people now into entering the wrestling world and seeing transitions and seeing this like where the strikes look crisp but it's not just like stomping your feet to make your punch look good like you can pull your punch or you can maybe land it without following through it's like it makes professional wrestling more entertaining for me like when I now now this I'm, is more of a question for Alex in Leapfrog are you still allowed to slap your leg or your thigh no it's fine is that okay tons of fines there, should, oh. there may be something getting banned in the future i don't know <laughs> that's 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 up to ethan wild and the uh that's true camp, yeah i forgot uh, uh, commissions in there wild. now cool. uh. money's <laughs> flying out the door at that now uh, um but no like it's just it's just really like i haven't had a match in professional wrestling that made me feel like I was a little kid watching wrestling again, where I was just like, or even someone who was watching a UFC pay-per-view where I was like, holy crap, this is unbelievable. Then when Kyle O'Reilly and, and Finn Balor went at it, like I was like, mm -hmm. to me, like I'm a Sean, I'm a Sean fan. Sean Brett Ironman match is my favorite match of all time. But when I seen Kyle and Finn go out, I'm like, that might be my favorite match I've ever watched. Like it was, it was, just, it had. I was like, whole like I was, I wanted to like, I wanted to punch a punching bag after. Like I was so fired <laughs> up. Like it was such awesome. a good match. Like, yeah. and then it's like, well, if you like, and everybody's telling Brian, and we were talking about in the podcast, because if you're a fan of that, go watch Bloodsport. You'll love it. And then I was like, I need to go see that now. Like it's just yeah. so many different avenues, and I think Leapfrog shows that off very well. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that avenue will be coming up very soon as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so you April. had you had some ninjas attack you. I see. That's yeah. right. Uh, I'm at practice one day, and like I'm talking to Ryan and and CB, and then they're not in the office anymore. I'm like, I would, I don't know. They left. I guess. I'm, I go out in the hallway. CB's in his full gear, standing there, 
And I'm like, what's going on, man? And then Ryan grabs me from behind, and they just start trying to beat the shit out of me, and I had to defend <laughs> myself. Uh, and then they, and then there's like a, the lights go off, they're gone, and there's a scroll on my bag. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's like, you're invited to host Frog Sport. And I'm like, what the hell's Frog Sport? <laughs> so I don't know. We're all gonna find out what Frog Sport is. Uh, I think it's sometime in late April there. Yeah. Um, I'm very uh, yeah, excited I, to see who all gets scrolls. I'm, I'm, I, I cannot wait for this show. It, it's I, I every time I see a, a frog, a, a, a camp leaf frog, I'm like, man, there's no way they can get better. And then every single time they get better, <laughs> and I, I, I'm super excited to see what frog sport is. And you're and you're yeah. the, and you're the host of it. This is that you're the hosting your first camp here. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't even really know what that entails yet. So we're gonna, we're gonna see. I mean, I, I think maybe the ninjas was or, or, or hypnotizing CB and Ryan was some kind of test. So I don't know. Hopefully, I passed, and uh, we will. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But if uh, there has hope nobody like... tries to undermine you like they did poor Edith Surreal. Yeah, <laughs> I still feel bad for. <laughs> I, I will say this. I said uh, there there hasn't been a better fight scene in the hallway since uh, Netflix did it with Daredevil. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> so not only do you have that coming up with the with the with the Frog Sport, uh, Bloodsport coming back uh, again. Bloodsport sixth uh, Thursday, uh, four eighteen at nine p.m. Uh, for big for, day for Matt. Big yeah. day for Matt that day. Yeah, you're you're yeah. working double duty, right? Yeah, I've got two matches. Uh, we got a little leapfrog action uh, on the IWTV showcase. Yeah. Um, it's uh, me, a very good professional wrestler, and Travis. I I that think you and Travis right as a tag team. Well, all three are going to be fantastic together. But I I uh, Travis is another one I fell in love with at at at, at the camp leapfrog. Just very very entertaining. Uh, you guys look amazing in blonde mullets. <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> um, yeah, and then your opponents, uh, uh, Boomer Hadfield, another one fell in love with Erica Lee, fantastic, and the boar. I mean, that's yeah. I'm I'm still mad at Boomer Hadfield. I want you to break his arm, please. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he he tried to make me choose between the main event and the runway. I don't like that. Oh, oh that's tough. That's tough. I feel like Boomer might be my kryptonite. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trials, um, yeah. And but, and the uh, the cybernetico. Yeah, I, I will say that I have this. Uh, Matt sucks eggs. <laughs> you ripped that up right sign. now. You ripped that That's up right hilarious. now. Yeah, this is a sign laying next to me and Alf when we were. Uh, yeah, it's funny. We were, uh, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if it had clear. anything to do with Travis accidentally hitting me in the in the crotch with an egg at the. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the Halloween the Halloween show. That's right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Bloodsport uh, Thursday evening. Um, I'm going one on one with with uh, Hetty French. Uh, I believe I I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, I think it might be Carraway, but um, he's a uh, uh, he he's Anoki and uh, Billy Robinson oh, wow. trained, I believe. Um, he, he wrestles a lot in Japan. He does a lot. He's like he does. Um, He's like shoot style in lucha, you know, kind of like what we were talking about earlier in in, in Chikara, but like, um, but yeah, he's wrestled a lot in 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 uh, I'm sorry, in Mexico, and, and that is um, a lineage that Robinson lineage, even in pro wrestling. Forget MMA, uh, Shayna Baszler, yeah. Davey Boy Junior, Barnett himself is an excellent rest pro wrestler. 
Um, so yeah, it's it should be. Uh, he's should be current, He's currently the WWA World Lightweight Champion, the W, the XWW Masters Champion, and the Lucha Libre TSW uh, Cancun Champion. Yeah, are those all? Um, are those all companies from Mexico? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. WWA yeah. definitely is. The WWA, yeah, so he, he's been cha- reigning champion for 2,675 days. <laughs> okay. Gordon <laughs> Maskeris, watch out. Yeah. I still have to, uh, I still have to, I'm still doing more research. I still want to find some more matches of his, but like I found like a, a match of his from Japan from like, uh, it was almost like 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I was checking that out. Um, but yeah, he, he's been, he's been all over the world. So it's, um, you know, maybe not somebody that the, american like independent fans are, are super familiar with but it's definitely an intriguing matchup uh and you know we're gonna see how things things go down um that whole card is kind of uh yeah. It, oh, yeah this this one is very unique in a way where it's you got some of those gcw regulars like um schlack and uh <laughs> uh mercer or shane right yeah um and then you know uh what's what's another one? Oh, uh, um rocky romero and Chavo. Eddie, and chavo yeah Junior, yeah. um it's just so and then of course mox and, and barnett it, it, it's a it's That's a gonna be stack. awesome no, I, i'm i'm super <laughs> yeah i'm super excited so um and then uh the next day i'm on the uh i'm on the uh have fun be sad show um i'm wrestling adam priest you guys know oh, that wow. is he just won the um the new south like hoss tournament um but yeah, that's I think that's the noon show on Friday. Oh, okay, in New South. They, that's where uh, Lee Moriarty won the IWTV title. Yeah, I think it was on that on that show. Uh, this is like um, yeah, it's it like King of Trios. It was over two nights, I think, not three, mm, but two nights. Mm, I think this is in association with uh, Action and Sup um, or mm-hmm. Southern Southern Underground yeah. Pro. Um, and then down the line, you're in the Super Eight, which is yeah, the, yeah. like the oldest indie tournament there is. Yeah, super eight. Um, I just did my research on that, and I was looking at some of the past yeah. winners of that. Holy hell, there's some names that came out of super eight. Oh yeah, yeah. that's well, a great way to launch I, your I career. Looked, I looked at the whole. Um, I looked at everybody, and yeah, it's like there's so many people that have that have been in that. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe I'm, I'm being super... selfish because I'm a Camp Leapfrog fan, but even I was a fan of this guy even before Camp Leapfrog. But if it comes down to you and Killian, Killian? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my <laughs> shit. That would be. I, it would be such I want, a cool. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want Killian. Uh, you know, if I can, if I can, uh, you know, uh, a very. I don't think he was originally gonna be in it, but now he is a, a very good really? professional wrestler. Is, He's the reigning uh, champion. Is He's, back in it again. Year. So I had talked to him. I mean, I don't think this is bad for me to say or anything, but I don't think he was gonna be in it, and then all of a sudden he was. So yeah, um, it, uh, it's interesting. But yeah, Ricky Morton. Oh, that's um, so fun. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you know some of the other names on there. So it's uh, yeah, that's that's early May. Um, what else? Yeah, I have a bunch of tapings stuff that'll get announced. Uh, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, and also, I'm going to be in, announced for one of the one of the bigger uh, IWTV uh, independents soon. So that that's I, a, a place that I've wanted to work. I'm gonna uh, I got to work for. So that's another good. Another yeah. kind of check mark on the box. Yeah. So let's. Um, oh, sorry. Go. You have anything else? No. I think that's, so that's all I, 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 we always like to put people over. That's our that's our thing here. Like drop some names and say something. So who are some names in the independent scene, or some guys you maybe came across with at some shows, or maybe you even wrestled and maybe they got the better of you? Who are some people you want you would like to lock up with 
at some point in time. Um, on the independence, whenever whenever someone this is like, whenever someone asks me this, I always just want to say like whoever's got the belt. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I I don't have you held any titles yet. I don't. Um, not yet. Not yet. Uh, you would look good with that Leapfrog title. I'm saying, right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, Leapfrog needs some tag team titles. That they have an yeah, amazing tag team go. division. So we gotta, um, we just got to find the right wood, you know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not balsa that'll break apart. I don't. I don't. I I tend to not have those kind of lists. Like somebody asked me about blood sport matchups, and it was a lot of kind of like fantasy stuff. Um, uh, there's a guy named Carl Greco um, or Carl Malenko. He went by. He was mm-hmm. an old battle battle arts guy. Uh, he's a guy that maybe would like to wrestle like, and then like, you know, Suzuki, uh, I, like Cody Rhodes. If we could get Cody Rhodes to do blood sport. <laughs> That'd be cool. Wearing, there you go. I'm wearing my Cody shirt uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, but on the independence, I mean, man, I don't know. Uh, let's say Garcia Moriarty, uh, Dom, Dom's a friend of mine, but Garini, if Tom's is still around Tom Lawler, Oh, that'd be um, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't. I think we're on a collision course, but a very good professional wrestler. I think that'll happen eventually. Um, now, if you want to try to pick a fight with Tom, just get loves and put it on the back or huggies and put it on the back of your tights. <laughs> Brian, who's who's some names at Leapfrog that you would like to see, Matt, or even Alex? What who are the guys? You well, coming from you guys? Who are some people you want to see Matt square up with? This is a little outside the box, but either surreal. I think she's very yeah. good as far as that technical technical side. I've yeah. been in the ring. Yeah, I guess only with her once. It was well, just... yeah, I mean, you have the the common background there. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I would I would like to see you work Darius Carter. I'd like to see you work a very good professional wrestler and absolutely uh, uh, Killian McMurphy as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I would throw. I would also throw violence. I because I think he, every time he's been asked to step up to the plate at, at, at leapfrog he stepped up mm-hmm. he's been fantastic i'm a big fan of him um, yeah he was kind of the highlight of the first two shows he had like his own special world match yeah uh killian mm-hmm. i agree 100 with killian i think he'd be absolutely fun. um was, there's oh here I- we go here we go here we go erica lee i know you've done like trios like one-on-one yeah. erica lee mm, sure yeah suplex I, machine oh yeah. I, you know i forgot I, this is backtracking a little bit but uh, i have a big match airing this thursday uh, the we, I forgot to mention this. Uh, the Beyond Beyond Wrestling, um, Greatest Rivals Round Robin final. Oh yes, me, yes. And, me and Dickinson. So that's it. Nice. Uh, that's on IWTV uh, this Thursday at eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, and if they ever do, if they ever do a second season of IWTV, The Master Wrestler, <laughs> that is where we can have Seahorse. <laughs> oh yes you know i thought about like i always i always <laughs> joked like it'd be impossible for me to do that because it'd be it uh like my style like i would do one of my moves and it would be like okay that's yeah. bad yeah I, Pretty um, much. I, was, I was convinced uh, after the first episode genkai was you somebody thought that was, I, really I was getting did. i was getting that a lot i, I got was tweeting like i places. know who it is and i, <laughs> I knew who I, most everyone else was though i yeah. uh but i feel Such like i show. could because of my training at like the Russell Factory and stuff, I feel like I would be able to disguise my style enough to to you know I I could maybe go like full lucha where I'm just trying to do arm drags to everybody yeah. and like 
you know what I mean? Instead of like whatever, I won't even do an arm bar, like no arm bars. Yeah, um, that's cool. Stuff yeah, like that. Are, are that you, thing there, you and Lee book it for the title. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> are you going to become cool. like Demetrius Johnson, where you're going to try to see where you can pull an arm bar from in, in in the middle of a match at any point in time? Like, have you a, seen this man wrestle? That's what he does. Yeah, I, just, I mean, you do the, the razor, the razor's edge into the arm bar. Like, uh, are, are, do, you, do you have the other arm bar out of a torture rack? Yeah. <laughs> I was, do you have anything else up your sleeve that you? That I, you I think I've got another one in my brain right now that I haven't done yet. So it might, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but I am, it's now it's, I, I, I don't want to like set the bar <laughs> too high where like they expect me <laughs> oh, to do a new arm bar every show. You know, yeah. I'm going to like ride, I'm going to ride the three or four that I have out for a while. And, um, and you know, see how see where that takes He's me. He's gonna do but, uh, an armbar. I do want a Canadian keep... destroyer, <laughs> dude. I'm like, I, it's gonna be there. It's something. One day, I'm gonna think of it. Like, just it, it reminds me shit. so much of uh, it reminds me so much of Roderick Strong back in the day with the backbreakers. Yeah, yeah, that's what people say sometimes. My, they're, like, well, they're like, you're the Roddy Strong of arm bars. That's what I've, people yeah. have said. That to my me. my dream match outside of the independent scene for you. I would after I would love to see you and Kyle O'Reilly. I was yeah, that's a guy I bring up a lot because uh, he reminds he does remind me a lot of myself, uh, just like from a, a physique standpoint and then like skill set and, and kind of like how he wrestles and stuff. He could be serious um, or he could be comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be uh, another, like Kushida is a guy that I, yeah. I like. I, he, he's a guy I watched a lot um, and got and kind of got a lot of inspiration from. So. Um, yeah. So is there anything we missed? Anything you want to plug? Well, actually, I just remembered you're talking about video games. You have a gaming stream channel on, on Twitch TV, right? Yeah. So that was like one of those things. It's like the, it's the pandemic. It's like, what are we doing? You know, I'm like, and it was like, it was something I had been thinking about for months. I was like, well, we're currently live on Twitch. So if anyone's watching from <laughs> Twitch, where can they go to find your channel and follow? Uh, Weapon X Matt. Uh, it's at twitch.tv slash weapon X Matt. And uh yeah, I like to have some fun on there. I play games with some some uh some wrestling buddies. I'll do a I do like a shoot style showcase show every Sunday. I watch shoot style matches and I'll do commentary on those and we'll chat about them. Like old nice. like battle arts, pancrase, um uh rings, uh just basically all UWFI, um all that all that like kind of classic um shoot style wrestling and then throw some like whatever in there we watched some we've watched some ufc on there like stuff that's on youtube that they have up on youtube um it's just kind of like i call it like shoot style sunday it's just like kind of whatever uh anything that pertains to like shoot style mma maybe even it might not be shoot style matches but like we'll watch like mako satamora and stuff like anyone that has like kind of a more martial arts style and in, in their skill set we'll, we'll check them out are you guys kind of like up up down down where you got you game with some of your independent buddies like on the scene uh yeah like i'll, I'll i play a lot with uh max shout out to max zero how much better um, is he at gaming now that he has not to wear a mask <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't think he wore his, his mask while he was gaming, but he, he he streams occasionally too. He might do it more now that he's uh, unmasked. I think he did, what a handsome bastard a, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got like a I have like a button on my stream now where I can put his face up on the screen whenever yeah. uh, whenever I want. So what I, a I stun. see that. <laughs> what a stun. That's like Hoven to Guerrero's. Like he takes the rest. I was like, why do they have him wearing but, a mask? But yeah, CC. I play with a uh, CC Boost. Um, oh, Phil- Alex has a little history with him. <laughs> <laughs> don't we? Phil <laughs> sure do. Phil Stamper, uh, Pancakes, 
Uh, you know, because we'll, we'll play like Jackbox, Among Us. A lot yeah, of those, I saw like, the Jackbox of, prepping you know, for the show. That, that's like, a lot of... You're even playing like, with the audience too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's a good time. It's it's a lot of times it's I try it's all positive because a lot of times it's just the internet can be so negative over the course of the day, and then I yeah. feel like it's a great place for people to go and just get some laughs and uh, and, and chat wrestling or, or whatever. Do you think um, it's helped at all having to keep talking through a stream? Do you think that's helped at all with like promos and stuff and wrestling? Just being no, able to go off your head. I've I've thought about that. Um, it's. I, I, mean, I don't, don't want to i don't like putting myself down but it's just like i yeah i'm not the best off the cuff guy, talker guy <laughs> um but absolutely it's something i've been um trying to uh improve on and yeah, yeah it's like I, anything I, repetition yeah um it's it's i don't think as much a, it's a promo thing it's more just like being a, a good conversationalist right. uh with the twitch um you know promos would be more like me promoting the the show or, or whatever yeah. but um but yeah you know everything's uh everything's kind of a work in progress so one thing i do request to alex here is as someone who's part of leapfrog uh i, I heard some trash talking on previous podcasts give another shout out to the brother uh, brother love podcast um we brotherly need, love brotherly love brother podcast. love podcast is something completely different yeah, that's, that's a, a guy from alabama yeah uh <laughs> Brotherly love pod. I, I think it's because the Philly in it. I'm just trying not to give him too much credit. You know, brother Mikowski. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but some people, some people, you know, they like to they, they, they foosball has been brought up, um, air hockey, and a lot of a lot of these things that can be done at uh, post leapfrog events where I think some people need to settle some scores. Uh, Pancakes thinks he can beat um, Matt here in some foosball, and it got a little heated. Oh yeah, <laughs> were you around for that? I heard that the podcast. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, pancakes. Pancakes has very like confident man. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's got this very. He's got like it's good that he's confident, but sometimes he takes it too far. Yeah, a little bit overconfident, a little bit of like just I don't know. Somebody told him at some point like, man, you need to be more confident. So then he just took it. He took that and took it way. Did he, maybe he had like, parents that just told him how awesome he is his whole life. Like I, I like sometimes you need a parent who's like, you're a shithead. I'm I'm sitting like 30 feet from a foosball table. So like, oh. you know, he's not he's not coming close to to beating me at, yeah. at foosball. Also in that we podcast found the is, that Matt the... is not humble about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm competitive as hell. I, I'm not great at everything, but like, I'm going to try my damnedest. And I, I grew up playing a lot of like just those kind of games. I guess my, I had uh, like my dad and then his like three, uh, his brothers. Uh, so they, they were always competitive, like competitive with each other. And uh, once I got of age, to kind of hang i was like whatever ping pong board games uh any of that kind of stuff i know? used to it's have one of those i know what we brought up in that podcast as well is the oh, the dome hockey where you had to like it was like each person oh, yeah I, I had a ninja turtles one where everyone on the Sick. ice was a ninja turtles is character turtle yeah it was like rock yeah, city have, and bebop have, casey jones every, i wish i still had it i, I want to look for it that's on eBay. awesome yeah it i was had so the good. wwf superstars like hockey baby, game yeah like the the uh the what would we call like the like rod hockey or yeah yeah where you had the, like the little rods and you yeah. would just spin them around they yeah made they the had WWF the wwf one, one. yeah oh, they, earthquake awesome. and tugboat were the goalies and then like Hulk Hogan and Jake i'm the ebaying yeah. this right what are those games called like what are those hockey games called i always called them rod hockey or uh table ho like table hockey but that might 
bring up air hockey. But yeah, I have like five of the old ones from like the 60s and 70s. They're like Bobby Hall. Holy shit. So this yeah. WWF. Like little tin, little tin. Oh, you found one? I found one on eBay. The WWF 1999 retro, wrestler, retro wrestling superstar shootout table hockey game on eBay is Four hundred and twenty-four dollars and ninety-six cents. You mean eighty-nine? Because my or mine was like back in the day. It was Hulk Hogan. Uh, it was this, like this Cold. one. This one is. This one doesn't look as cool. But like Million Dollar Man, Mister Perfect, Hulk Hogan, Big Boss yeah, Man, that's the one. Jake that's the Snake. That's awesome. There's that's another one on here cool. that's for ten grand. Just Jeez. just Hulk Hogan alone. If you just want to buy the Hulk Hogan piece, thirty bucks. Man. I wish wow. you still had that thing. Wow. <laughs> I'd be selling it. Yeah. Yeah. What a, I'm, I'm going to look at Ninja Turtles real quick. Ninja Turtles. But, you know, that's hockey. kind of like a horrible idea because, you know, um, not many people know this, but some people do sleep over uh, on, at LeapFrog. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think I you said it's not a horrible idea. I think we're going to say a LeapFrog hockey table. Well, yeah, like, you, know, you have to find some way to make Molly McCoy the best one, though. That's, that's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Like, gimmick it a little bit. Yeah, that that environment, the environment at Molly McCoy's open challenge got got to be involved in part of the live show, and uh, I, I I will say this as someone who is an outsider who's now been welcomed into the Leapfrog family, um, it's it's like nothing you'd ever experience. Everyone there is so so welcoming, so cool. Um, if you think the matches are so awesome, watching it being there live is unbelievable. Um, everyone there is so so talented. It just it it was an honor to be there. Like I told Alex, like I drove home after the second night, and I was like in my car, like. I got emotional. I was like, man, this is, it was super cool to be a part of. Like it was, it was nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's a lot of the same vibe we had at Chikara. It was like a, you know, very much, I guess because we're like part of this roster and mm -hmm. we're, it, it became like a family and, and, uh, it, that kind of all carried over to uh leap Pro. Yeah. So, uh, we, we, we plugged it to Twitch. You got your Instagram also brand new to you is the brand new merch page. So big cartel, Merch page? Yeah, uh, Matt Mikowski up big cartel. I've had it for a little bit. Just that shirt and the pin is uh, is new. Uh, I put I put out an, I have a new shirt and uh, I, is, I, I is that Metal Gear Solid one still available? Uh, that's it's final. It's off of uh, Final Fantasy. It's, a final it's like Fantasy. It's inspired oh, from Final yeah. Fantasy Seven and Eight. Um, yeah, I should do a Metal Gear Solid shirt though. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a couple sizes. Again, I I have like I literally have the shirts so. Um, and then I send them out and everything. So well, if the one uh, I ordered, if you want to put a little signature on there, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are going out Monday. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I, I listen. I try to get everyone who's on the show. I, 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 my wife, once she sees these next five shirts come in, she's going to be really upset. <laughs> I have way too many wrestling shirts. I, I'm doing a oh. challenge now. I think I'm up to day like 96. What a different. Oh yeah, I think I've seen some of your posts. Yeah, yeah it's cool. a lot, and I'm not even close to done. <laughs> I'm Once that stimulus hit, we had a nylon shortage just because of him. Yeah, uh, you, you know how like that. There's a microchip that they can't put in the new systems. Uh, it's like that with cotton. With me, I have too many T-shirts. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, I loved, I loved. I'm trying to get my independent shirt game up higher. I would, I would go to uh, outbreak shows and I would, or outbreak or uh, PPW, and I'd leave there 80. Like I, I would be with Brian, and I'd be like, I only got a, like 40 bucks is my limit. I'm buying two shirts, <laughs> and I'm out of here. And then I yeah. go over, and then I'm sitting there, and somebody goes in the ring and wrestles, and I'm like. 
I wonder if they have a T-shirt. Yeah, I, I feel like a bartender. I feel like a bartender. Like you've had enough. Yeah, had enough. he's like, please stop, Tony. Your wife's gonna kill you. And then I come back with two bags full of T-shirts, and I'm, I'm sneaking them in the house and quick hiding them in my drawers so my wife doesn't see. But uh, if you're a wrestler and you have cool T-shirts, please send them to me. I will definitely wear them. <laughs> um, I love it. It's my it's my kryptonite. But yeah, you got your per- your merch page. Um, yeah, follow you on all social media. Anything else you want to plug before we get out of here, Matt? No. Oh, I got. Um, oh, I'm wrestling tomorrow on IWTV uh, at four o'clock. We're doing a, it's a, a, a H2O. It's a like a, a Tara Calloway recently had a, uh, an injury and she's got a, a lot. Of, she's dealing with a lot of medical bills. So it's yeah. a, a kind of a tribute or a, a show for to support Tara. And then I'm on the. I'll be on IWTV Thursday with Beyond. Uh, there's a live show after that. They're coming back. I might be on that. And then um, uh, Saturday is uh, another H2O Sean Henderson event, the the Wrestle Cup. Um, nice. I'm going to be on that too. So, yeah, just uh, going to be uh, IWTV. Know, IWTV yeah. subscription. Definitely yeah, subscribe. It it's, it's, it's like 10 bucks a month. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool stuff on there. We talked about the mass wrestler where they just have all these and they wrestle and you have to try to guess who they are and then they unmask. It's it's a fantastic show. You can check out every and some big frog. names on it too. Wheeler Yuta, Tony Deppin. Yeah. Uh, we brought him up earlier. Yeah, yeah you wrestled like Deppin twice, two, two or three times now, Deppin. You and Deppin went at it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Again, just wrestled uh, Tony at, at the Beyond. Um, are you a beer drinker? Series. Uh, not quite. I was going to say, no. Deppin, Deppin, um, Deppin's starting a brewery. He makes some good beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah also they, making some noise this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that, that ROH thing yesterday was sick. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so happy for him, uh, him and uh, him and Chris. And uh, I want to, uh, yeah. I, yeah I, another I, guy I have a history with, Chris Dickinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. Now, I've I seen IWTV's uh, canceling their promo code soon. Is that is, uh, Did I read that right? Where they said all I'm promo sure. codes end at the end of the month or end up next month what? or something? They may be putting a pause on it because people are going to abuse it for Mania Weekend because there's so many shows. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, if I had to suspect something, that's what, and I, I don't know that. Obviously, I have nothing to do with IWTV. Oh, yeah. is that the free five? Oh, so you can't yeah. get the free three days. So, okay. so if you, yes, have, you, can't your, do five, if you have your code you want to check out before Mania Weekend, use code, code LeapFrog and subscribe and uh, definitely go check out past Leapfrog shows. You can check Matt out this weekend, watch his shows. Uh, like I said, he's on Beyond. He's okay. on a bunch of things on there. IWPD, if you're a wrestling fan and you're, you really support the indie scene, definitely go check them out. Also, you can go on IWTV's shop and buy your own Leapfrog t-shirt after you go buy Matt's, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Yep. I ordered a few shirts off of there because now that I know that you're on H2O tomorrow, I have like a full day of wrestling to watch because uh, the Cassandra Cup's also tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, I ordered it. I ordered a damn yeah, that's t-shirt. Right. That's right. And uh, it hasn't gotten here in time for the Cassandra Cup. I'm kind of now, now that's going to have some Leapfrog talent. You have uh, Erica Lee, right? Uh, Edith Surreal. Killian. Yeah. Killian. Yeah. And one other Darius is on there as well. Darius, yeah, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, I'm on. I'll be on Paradigm Paradigm Pro Wrestling's doing oh, nice. the UWFI. Um, they're on the season two. It's a Wednesday night show on IWTV. Uh, I was introduced as a, a member of Team Filthy this past Wednesday. I didn't wrestle. But, <laughs> when um, I told you people to buy stock in him, you should have listened. <laughs> yeah. listened. All this stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be wrestling on that. I'm actually going to be wrestling hoodfoot for the belt um he beat nice. akira for the uh ppw um paradigm pro wrestling uh 
heavy hitters championship. So I'll be uh, wrestling him soon, I believe. Well, we thank you again for coming on. Hopefully nothing bad happens at Frog Sport where you get fatality or anything. And if you do yeah, if you do make your way out of Frog Sport, we'd love to have you back on to uh to do our review show of Frog Sport. We'd like to watch it and then we do a review show. Maybe we'll bring this entire panel back. Uh hopefully by then uh, knock on wood, we get some shots Ooh. in the arms, we get some vaccines. Yeah. Brian can join the table again. Uh, yeah, so you guys are scheduled Tony, for this week. I am too, actually. Yeah, we Tony and I may have a vaccine date this I'm week. I'm getting my second on Monday. Yeah, we're so going awesome. for our first on Friday. So me and Brian All are right. gonna. We're hopefully they can sync up our microchips. You know, we can get our. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can like telepathically talk to each other and our DNA transition. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we're, we're gonna turn into superheroes. That's that's what I'm hoping for. You know. Uh, like they, the government rewards us that we can, you can actually become Weapon X and get cool phone <laughs> claws. Uh, but yeah, so definitely we'd love to have you back. Anytime you have anything going on, man, we'd love to have you. You're, you're, like I said, Brian Brian definitely s- has been singing your praises for a long time. He was very excited to have you on. Um, our next guest is going to be Devontae's. We just scheduled that one. Uh, we'll be awesome. announcing that day very soon. If you like are, yeah, if you, if and, yeah, another yeah. Super 8 contender. We got to get uh, Huckabee on so we can have that whole trio. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently in a best of five with Devontes on Catalyst Wrestling, which is not as uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Catalyst, but yeah. um, they run on a lot. Uh, they're they're everywhere. I don't know. They're they're not on IWTV, but they're on um, like YouTube. I think like Fight te- Fight and um, and I think they run at uh, on like a on cable t- TV in some state or something like nice. one of those, one of those deals. But yeah, I'm currently uh, in a best of five with Devontes. So nice. he's actually, uh, he's actually one up on me right now. Yeah. So me and Devontes uh, are going to double team Brian here as our, as our love for the Washington football team. Uh, so, so Brian's Brian's yeah, in for a Devontes, treat. Tell him I said hello. We'll wait, do. Wait till we wait, wait caps fan until we get Molly McCoy on this show. Oh, you just wait. She's tough. I don't want to mess with her. If she if she That's in right. person asked me if I'm a Philly fan, I'm gonna say yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's awesome. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're not if you're in the business, uh, a wrestler, manager, referee, we'd love to have you on and come talk to us. Um, we're not too bad. We're not gonna go crazy here. It's just more of a fun conversation. We'd love to have you and and uh, and talk more. So definitely keep an eye on Matt. I'm telling you, the guy's gonna blow up soon. I'm I'm happy to get you before you get famous. And when you do, Sounds please like blown up already. Please remember us here at. Tornado Tag Podcast. We love you to death, and thank you once again for doing this. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to plug? Uh, ProjectHumanoid.com. That's where you can find all my podcast stuff. I'll keep it short and sweet. Ah, you can check out his podcast, Murder My Dude and Pedantic. They're very, very uh, fun, and uh, uh, they, they do a great job. Alex, what do you got? Oh, boy. Uh, Teespring, Pro Wrestling Tees, Tee Public, uh, Camp Lee Frog, IWTV, Frog Sport. Uh, High Tension Wrestling. Yeah, that's you. Just got announced yeah. today. Me personally got announced. The high tension wrestling joining the family. So, uh, that's right, man. realistically, uh, we we do the high, the IWEP network, and he's part of high tension. But they're one family. Me and Alex are very close. So one 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 feeds the other, and we're both in this yeah. to to not just put over ourselves and put over everyone we work with. And and if one of us grow, we all grow. We're trying to be like the Adam Sandler's here of the podcast world. Big yeah. goals, man. Big goals. <laughs> but Matt, thank you once again, man. And uh, we love to have you back on once Frog Sport airs and talk and talk shop and see what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank All right, you we'll, for having me today. We'll see you guys next time for Tornado Tag, Tornado Tag Podcast. Matt, hang out with us. We'll say a proper goodbye to you here. And uh, here's some Billy Trey. We're out.